This episode of Facts is brought to you by Monster Films. Buy all the best shit on Society6.com. S-O-C-I-E-T-Y-6.com. Facts! doing folks welcome to facts where we talk about the facts our thoughts and opinions on pop culture movies and television my name's roscoe and i'm justin and today we're here to talk about the 2003 sequel to finding nemo or well the 2016's (laughs) sequel to finding nemo which came out in 2003 so the new film is starring ellen albert brooks hayden Ah, give me all the funky names. So Rollins. I think it's uh, Rollins. He's the new Nemo. Is, oh, that's the new Nemo. Yep. Hayden Rollins. I guess uh, after you've killed a drug lord, you are no longer fit to play Nemo. He was in Weeds. Oh. I, I don't remember his name. He also w- is in this movie as well. The old actor. He's playing a different character. Yeah, I heard he's getting like a cameo role or something. Yes, yes. Which they you probably won't even recognize who he is. You have to look at the credits. Um, Ed O'Neill, where, who I'm really excited to uh, see his character play out. Uh, Ty Burrell, Diane Keaton, Eugene Levy. Um, Caitlin Olsen, who is also on Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And I'm very excited oh, to see her yeah. as a voiceover actor because she kicks ass. Yeah, she plays, um, we were just talking about this, she plays the whale shark? Destiny. Yeah, Destiny. Yeah. Which we were we were speculating might be the transgender uh, shark in the movie. <laughs> that's so funny. Is there really a transgender shark in the movie? Yeah, that's well, what we've heard. My mom said. It's, well, it's a rumor. didn't comment. It's a rumor that we've we've heard. You know what? Um, J- just because of that, I'm, de- I'm boycotting the movie. There, I, I don't agree with the whole uh, transgender shark movement. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Aww. It's it's really got it. It's it's been on my mind for a while, and uh, you know what? It's in the shark bible. <laughs> it's not. It's just not natural. Tell you what. I just am wondering where um, the shark goes to the restroom. Yeah. In the film. You know what? It, it, yeah. It better be going in the women's restroom because I'll tell you what. All, all joking aside, I'm actually pretty excited to see um, more people being represented in films, and this is kind of a. Yeah, I think a cool way to bring it in. No, you know what? It's it, it needs to happen. It we need to be more normalized with people being different, even if it's a very small subsector subsector of the population in the country and in the world. It doesn't matter. I think that the, the more kind of differences that we can showcase in a movie, uh, the better. Yeah, definitely. Okay, um, so that's as far as we got for the cast. So it looks like we have a couple people, couple people coming back. There's a bunch of people um, coming back. Yeah, bunch of new characters too. That's cool. Dory, Nemo, Marlin, Crush, Squirt, Mr. Ray, and a ton of new ones. Idris Elba as Fluke, uh, Ty Burrell as as uh, Bailey, um, Diane Keaton and Eugene Levy as Dory's parents, um, Ed O'Neill as Hank, and that is. 
really the the I'm really stoked about that. I've I've met Ed O'Neill two times, and both were at Disneyland, and it was one of those celebrities when you see him and you're walking past them. Both times I said what's up to him. The first time was more of like a head nod. I thought I knew him from like my hometown or something. And then I walked past and realized, oh shit, that's Al Bundy. And then the second time he was walking and I I was like, oh, what's up, Ed? How's it going? He's like, hey, and I shook his hand. That was, that was pretty pretty cool. What, what, was he, did he happen to be there when they were shoot, um, the day that you yes. were there, were they shooting? Yes. Uh... Modern Family. It was oh, a that's... Disneyland episode. Oh, that's. Yeah. And so. Oh, so you yeah, saw him on filming day. Yeah, I saw everybody. It was, that's it was cool. a trip because I was walking and I, I saw him and I'm walking past him, like trying to place him, you know? And he sees me staring at him, and he gives you know, his little head nod. Hey, how's it going? And I do the same and walk past him. And then, as soon as I walk past him, I see um, the blonde mother, and I see the kids, mm -hmm. and I see um, uh, Sofia Vergara. And then all of a sudden, I see all them, and then I he I see the gays, and then I hear everybody screaming, Sofia, Sofia, Sofia! It was really funny. Uh, that must have been a, an interesting day, because they, they try to shoot it like it was... Um just like on the fly. It was on the fly. It was cool to see how they did it like really quick and closed down certain areas very sh like briefly uh, because they kept the crowds away. You couldn't really, and because there were probably, you know, the miking and everything was, was done so well, you didn't hear any of that. It just looked like a normal day at Disneyland. And a lot of times there yeah. was a lot of people that were, um, the, the normal crowd was just walking by and they used that as the actual, you know, the backdrop. Yeah. So yeah, definitely Ed O'Neill is uh, is going to be my favorite. Just the fact that I mean, I saw that video they put out two years to create that scene where Dory and uh, Hank meet each other <laughs> in the lab, and it's like that's insane. Two years that they spent just developing the puppet that they had to use to animate Hank, and it's just that's. That's dedication right yeah. there, and the fact that they've been—they wanted to include him in 2003, but they just didn't have the means to oh, animate him. Um, to animate yeah. him the proper right, way, right. make make his fluidity look like the the actual muscles and stuff. Totally. Um, or I, however, an octopus works, you know, to do that physics. I was also reading that he's only got seven tentacles, and I apparently that was because when they put they forgot to put the eighth one on. And then when they did put it on, he just looked like a mess. And I don't. And when I've seen him in the trailer, he looks fantastic. So is that the inside joke? Because I know they were saying that they've had this long-running joke about uh, a, a septopus. Um, huh. And I, I don't know what exactly the joke is, but they were saying that they they very subliminally had put him throughout movies. Um, there's a little thing. Uh, I forget who I think it's uh, Andrew Stanton talking mm -hmm. with uh, Ed O'Neill and he was saying like mm -hmm. how his character has been kind of been since through the beginning they had like all these different little things that they they peppered in as Easter eggs and it was supposed to okay. be references to a septopus um, and so you have to look it up it, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll share that in the link uh, below or the yeah. description below I, I'd be curious to see that too I haven't, I haven't heard anything of yeah, that yeah Anything. Yeah. I, I'll show the. Uh, we'll, we'll share the other video as well. The one where they talk about how how long it took him to to develop that character. So right. yeah, I, I'm excited. Um, do you, what do you think? I've heard some things saying you know this movie may not be as good as they wanted it to, especially because of you know the recent you know Good Dinosaur not being as great, and they kind of backpedaled on the story a little bit after Blackfish came out. Um, what, right. what what do you? Yeah. Well. Uh, you know, I, I got a chance to, to talk 
very, very briefly to uh, an asshole that works at Pixar. Uh, I'm not gonna name him. And I asked him about, uh, I said to him at the time, um, it just was, the Pixar slate was, it just cut off Finding Dory and The Good Dinosaur. Both the movies were on the schedule and they took them off. And so I went and saw this asshole talk and um, at the at the end I was able to, you know, to ask him a brief question and I said, well, the good dinosaur and Finding Dory ever see the light of day? And he said, "Yes, they're eventually going to come out. We've put way too much time and and effort into creating these projects, so they will come out." So I know both those projects have had really a, a, a rough and rocky uh, way to being, you know, finalized. So um, I'm curious. I'm sure it's going to be good. Um, it's a Pixar movie, and regardless of your thoughts and opinions about The Good Dinosaur, um, you know, the animation in that movie was fantastic, uh, the, the world that they created was fantastic, and as far as the storyline goes, it was half-cooked to a certain extent, but I think it just needed a more, a longer running time, and things just needed to be fleshed out a little bit longer in story. And that's kind of what happens with a lot of these movies, they go through director changes, they go through all kinds of stuff, you know, things get added in, things get taken out. And even up to the last minute, they're doing this stuff. So I think this movie is going to be awesome. Finding Nemo was such a great Pixar film that will hold up forever. And I, I don't see how this one could suck. You know, Dory is a great character and I think that she'll be able to handle a the whole movie. And I think that the supporting cast is badass. I mean, think about it, like, you know, Albert Brooks as um, as uh, Marlin, I mean, he's a great character, and Ed O'Neill as Hank. I mean, you you've only seen him and heard very little from him, and to me, he's already a hit, like a huge hit. In fact, I do believe when I was at Disneyland this last weekend, there was already some Hank merchandise. So that just goes to show you how much they believe in this product when they're already producing this stuff for the, the stores and the parks. Because if they really didn't think that they had a hit on their hands, they wouldn't have Hank pins. Because they're always really weird and, and touchy about the pins they create for a lot of these proje projects. For instance, Big Hero 6. When Big Hero 6 came out, you would not find a Disney, you'd maybe find one Big Hero 6 pin in the park. Now you'll see a few more, but at first you didn't see shit. So I think that they know this movie is gonna be a hit. It's projected to make a ton of money. The early reviews that are coming in are extremely positive. So I think that the stuff that happened with Blackfish, I think it happened early enough to where they were able to wiggle and jiggle and figure out a way to um, to make this, you know, to, to, to work it out to where they wouldn't have to show, you know, these animals in captivity. And, and maybe they even changed some of the characters from being a, a certain, you know, maybe a killer whale to, uh, you know, a shark. So who knows, uh, it's, it's hard to say, but we're gonna find out because the movie essentially comes out today, June 17th, 2016. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm stoked and I'm glad that it, you know, even though the last movie came out in 2003, uh, I'm glad that they took all this time and care to developing something, you know, that's gonna be worthwhile. Yeah, uh, to touch back on what you were talking about, uh, putting the merchandise out, um, I. I mean, we, we both remember when we went to Disneyland, they had Zootopia way before the movie. And we were kind right. of thinking like, uh, either they really believe in this this movie or they're trying to sell it, Push it to the kids first. Because I mean, if you think about it, 
ha no. Is a kid going to know if a movie's bad or good? They're just gonna know if they like the characters or if they love the characters because it's a sequel, they already seen it. So if they can push it off on the kids first, I'm hoping it's gonna be a good nope. film. I really think it has the potential. They don't believe in their fucking projects. They, they do not believe that they got a hit on their hands to the point where for like literally three and a half, four months, you're at Disneyland and you do not see shit from Frozen. And it's like, why didn't you think you had a hit in your fa in your hands? Because they don't believe in what they do. Same reason why they had like a couple of things from Big Hero 6. You know, they had like maybe a pin and then they had a Baymax figurine and that was essentially it in the parks. They don't believe in their projects. So they, they underestimate this stuff because they know they can produce it later on if the public really likes it. Because well, but they don't the, want to be sitting on all these, they don't want to be sitting on a million toys. On, on the flip side though, realizing that those two movies were great, they might be thinking, oh, you know what? We're underestimating our projects. We need to get ahead so. of them and and throw out uh, merchandise now. So, I mean, it could go either way. They could be, yeah. you know, hoping that the movie is actually going to be really good and it could be crap. I mean, it's a Pixar movie, so you're really going to... You're gonna weigh it against that first because yeah. and, Dis and, and Pix Disney and Pixar not, are on. Oh, I was gonna say Disney and Pixar are on two different levels. So I mean, Disney is coming up to the Pixar level. Pixar's had its share of you know flops or I guess not flops, but maybe just not as strong films. Like uh, for instance, like, I'll ask you what what films are you talking about? Cars 2, that's all I can think of, really. Yeah, and th and the reason why that movie came out so quickly is because they had to open up a theme park you know, area in conjunction with the release. So that movie was about as half cooked as it possibly get. And really the whole series is there essentially to sell toys. Like, well, it's it's funny because if you look at the theme park, there's not one drop of the second movie anywhere. No, barely. I think there is some stuff um, on like a wall in Tomator's little, uh, the, the Tomator ride. But no, that, I, I think those, it's very, very... The, those the are posters all and stuff. No, no, those are all short films that they did. They did like oh, a yeah, little the, the, the short, film, short series. film thing. Those are really good. Um, yeah, we watched are. it several times, and uh, yeah. too, I, many times. Too, too many times. Right. <laughs> and I think that move, that just that little series of short films, like blows the number two out of the water completely. Yeah, like, that, that, that number movie two doesn't hold stupid. a candle to it all. Yeah. Well, and I think a lot of it, like number two, I think a lot of the charm from the the first movie was the town of Radiator Springs. And that really was a character in itself. And I think they talked about this. And the well, second movie was filmed like in Tokyo and all these, it or took place in like Tokyo and all these other places. And it just didn't really have the same kind of, it just sucked. It was a, it was a crappy movie. It was it, the, really the only Pixar movie. I think it, that there's certain movies that Pixar has done that have gone underappreciated. But I think that as far as Pixar putting out crappy movies, the only one really would be Cars 2. Right. If, if you had to look at the movie and, and really say, is this movie the best it could have been? And you could say no. no to that film. And the other thing about it is, and this is what scares me about Finding Dory. The only thing that scares me about Finding Dory is that they put uh, Mater as the main character. They, they rested the entire movie on his shoulders to be kind of the driving force of the story In rather Cars than... Two? In oh, Cars 2, yeah. and that's kind of what they're doing with Finding Dory. They're yeah. very confident that they, they wrote the story that would really put her as a central character. But I, I have a feeling that, and I don't know if it's going to play to the best of the film or if it's going to take away from the film, but I feel like some of the 
supporting characters are probably going to take away from Dory and and her story more than I think help it. Like I, I'm like I said, like I'm really excited to see Hank, and I feel like I might walk away from the movie and just be thinking about his scene and his sure. character. So I don't know. I don't know yet. I mean, from the trailers, that's what I walked away from. The second I saw right, that right. in the trailers, it was like, whoa, this is what I want to see. But then when I really looked at it, I didn't really care about anything else. But other than this new character that seemed mm -hmm. interesting and kind of the world, you know, the sea world sure. type world that they were kind of showing in retrospect to the ocean. So, yeah. Yeah, that's the one my main concern with the movie, because Blackfish was one of those movies that really like hit me on a level where I just, you know, immediately was like, fuck SeaWorld and fuck any kind of uh, uh, cetaceans in captivity. So I'm hoping that they minimize that. But at the same time, Pixar has a fucking ride at Epcot Center at Walt Disney World where they have four dolphins in a tank that don't get any natural sunlight and are going crazy. So it's like one of those things that's like, well, you change the end, you're changing Finding Dory, yet in a ride that you have at Epcot, the Finding Nemo and Friends ride, you have four dolphins going crazy in a tank. So it's like, hmm, are they gonna really minimize it or, or what? Yeah, you know, like right on, I'm glad that you acknowledge that, sea, you know, SeaWorld is, is doing some fucked up shit, but at the same time, like, regardless of my feelings on any kind of animal, um, captivity. I, I'm stoked to see Finding Dory. <laughs> but yeah, let's talk about some fun facts and weird shit about uh, the Finding Dory movie. In uh, 2005, it was announced that the now-defunct Circle 7 Animation, which was an offshoot of Disney, uh, was going to be making sequels to Pixar films, including a Finding Nemo sequel that the script was never used. And then also in 2012, Andrew Stanton, who had directed this film along with Agnes McLean, uh, he said that um, they weren't going to do a Finding Nemo sequel, uh, but r right after that, some reports surfaced that Ellen was in negotiations with Pixar to reprise her role as Dory. So that quickly squashed that. And I think that Andrew Stanton at the time in 2012 was referring to a straight up Finding Nemo sequel meaning that it was going to be something different, but he probably just couldn't, you know, he probably couldn't um, say that at the time. And uh, this is also Pixar's widest release ever, being in eight bazillion theaters worldwide. And uh, it's getting great early reviews. And uh, weirdly, uh, Sigourney Weaver is voicing a character and Bill Hader as well. Do you, do you have any inkling of who those characters are? They're holding those close to the vest, right? Well, I guess that Bill Hader, I, I don't want to give any spoilers away, so I will leave what I know about Bill Hader's character off of the podcast. Um, and it didn't say what character Sigourney Weaver is playing, um, but I know it's a, it's a small role. Maybe she's playing a researcher or something like that. Maybe she's playing a human. That would be awesome. It'd be I, awesome if she was, she was playing Ripley, too. <laughs> if there was a nod to Alien in it. There might be. I mean, we've seen it in Toy Story. Jeez, I didn't realize how many how many actors in this are straight from Modern Family itself. Yeah, there's Ty a Burrell. bunch of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, so then uh, the, the one thing that I wanted to talk about real quick before we go um, 
Uh, obviously, neither of us have seen the movie, so we really can't talk about that or what our thoughts are on it. I mean, we just both are very excited to see it and, and are hoping that it's going to be um, it's going to be really good. But yeah. uh, one thing I wanted to tell you or, or ask you your thoughts on, um, I mean, I really think this could lead to a three-part trilogy just like Toy Story has because, I, I mean, most people have grabbed onto these characters and and they're beloved almost as much as the toy story characters um and if this movie really is great and really sets up a whole new set of characters as well as you know continues the storyline of the existing characters i mean this really could set up itself to have a third like heart-wrenching uh toy story maybe not as much because you don't you don't have the was it um you don't have the andy factor where you watched andy <clears throat> grow up and you were the same right, age and right. all that you know it yeah. doesn't have that but I, I really think that it could have a similar yeah it could because even though this movie is you know in real time it's th- been 13 years the movie only takes place six months after the events of finding nemo so realistically they could actually go back and and do a thing where you know nemo grows up and has his own babies, and you know something like, along the lines of that, and have a whole other adventure with, um, you know, or or may, who knows, maybe Dory will have um, a baby. Uh, it's or babies. It's 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 quite possible. Um, yeah, yeah. You never know. Okay, so yeah. um, we're set to see the movie Saturday, uh, which is tomorrow. Yeah. Um, what about you? Are you gonna see it this weekend? I'm, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it tonight. I'm going. Okay. And uh, I'm very excited about it. I'm gonna try and see a later show because um, of the rude theater goers and uh, how much I'm how, how stoked I am for this movie. So I'm gonna try and hit it up as late as I possibly can. And um, yeah, I'm I'm juiced. Um, okay. And let's talk about you know we got some stuff that kind of correlated with this movie that we both have put out. Um, and you know your what the box episode that you did of Hank. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a link down below to that video, and I suggested that you check that out. And also, I did a a song for the video yeah. um, that was in there, and I'm gonna go ahead and put the, a link to my SoundCloud page where you can find that song and you can download it for free. And uh, yeah, let me know what you think of the song. It's it's a kind of a corny song, but it has a title that Justin, I haven't told you this yet. I'm gonna change the title of the song. Okay, that's fine. Go uh, yeah, for it. I, I, I figured it out. The song is going to be called the official theme song to Finding Dory. Because <laughs> it doesn't sound official at all. It actually sounds kind of poopy. And, it, you know, it's... <laughs> it would be funny if someone stumbles across it and they're like, <laughs> yeah, wait a like, second. Yeah, what? The this official is... theme song to Finding Dory. And then they hear it, they're like, what the shit? Wait, wait, okay. And I, I have the official... Uh... The official um, cover art for it right here, which is a picture of Dory going, hmm? I just, I just took a picture of it. I'll send it to you. Um, nice. Oh, crap. Okay, so, uh, yeah. So, you can follow us on Twitter um, and see our reactions to the film. Um, I'm at Monster Films, M-A-W-N-S-T-O-R. And you are... Who are you? I am at, at Twitter on Roscoe at Roscoe Soul Train R O S S C O S O L E T R A I N, and uh, also on Instagram as Soul Train S O L E T R A I N, and uh, you can find me on uh, that shit all the time. I'm posting all the time, and also if you haven't, um, me and Justin work on a project called The Goobers, 
It is uh, a cartoon, it's an animation, live action, bizarro hybrid, and it's been changing and changing and changing, and right now we're hitting a really good stride, and the new material that's coming out is gonna blow your mind, so definitely check out the goobers, um, and uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I hope you enjoy Finding Dory, which is coming out today, once again, June 17th, 2016, and uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say goodbye. Peace out. Are you... <laughs> <laughs> that was the most anticlimactic goodbye ever. <laughs> Peace out. Wait, wait, I was trying to think of a, a line from uh, Finding Nemo. What does Dory say? Just keep swimming. Well, I was gonna, something more like the lines of like, do I know you? Do you got a problem, buddy? Is the ocean not big enough for you? Huh, huh? Well, thanks for tuning in, guys. And uh, we want to go ahead and... Uh, Leave us a rating in the iTunes tour, but that's good. And tell us how much you love facts and how sexy you think Justin looks with a shorter beard as opposed to a longer beard. And uh, y- you can tell me uh, how great my mustache looks when it's freshly trimmed as opposed to squirrely and, and rat-like. Oh, I hear the police. That, that's time to break up the party. All right. I got to run. Later, guys. See ya. Bye. Shun. Sure.